Welcome to the Paid Search Podcast. My name's Chris Schaefer, and I appreciate you joining me today for another week in the Google Ads universe. I am here to talk about all things Google Ads. If you're new to the podcast, um, I talk about all the things you need to know if you're a business owner, if you're in the industry, if you're trying to become a freelancer, or you're trying to get a job at an agency, or you are an agency, and you're trying to better your clients, improve your clients, get uh, you know get your employees more educated. This is a great show to tune into because I am a veteran of the industry. I've been doing Google Ads for uh, 20 years now. 20 years now. That's a long time. I'm, I am happy to share my thoughts. That's what I'm here for. And uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. And um, as I said, my name is Chris Schaefer. And I like to kind of start off the episode with a topic of just a light topic about what what I see going on. What are the topics that uh, clients are bringing up to me? What's you know what's what's on the top of mind? And I'll tell you what. Here in June 2023, the big topic right now is the looming GA4 trans transition from Google Analytics Universal. I mean, I get a lot of emails. I have a ton of, you know, linked accounts that, that, you know, I'm, I'm a manager on, uh, for, for Google analytics. So I get a lot of emails saying you have 29 days, you have 14 days, you know, to transition your, 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 your universal to GA4. Here's it. It's really getting pushy. It's pretty crazy. And, um, you know, I, I get a lot of questions. Is it important? You know, should I be concerned? And there's it. There's a lot that could be said about the transition in Google Ads. Uh, sorry, the transition in Google Analytics, um, and you know the value of doing that. But when it comes to to doing it in, as far as Google Ads is concerned, you know what I find is the most critical part of making sure that you get that transition done and that you, you, you change over before that, uh, that sun setting date of July, something, something of whenever they're going to do it. The important part is many people track conversions through their Google analytics. And I'm going to talk about conversions. You know, if you don't know what those are, that's coming up in a upcoming segment that I'm going to talk about here in a moment. But uh, if you track conversions using Google Analytics and you have not tackled the transition, uh, could be a very easy thing. It might be more complicated. It really depends on a lot of factors. But um, if you haven't done that, uh, you know you could lose your conversions. You may you may stop getting conversions. So um, you know the topic of GA four transition. Uh, from Universal, I think is important for those that are utilizing goals in the Universal uh, analytics and, and and making sure that those are now set up properly and imported into Google Ads um, in GA4 can be a big deal. And I want to talk a little bit about conversions. That's actually the metric of the week that I want to talk about. Um, but before I do that, I want to talk about the sponsor of the year, the sponsor of the decade, optio.com slash PSP. The link is in your description. And if you haven't heard of them, I don't, I don't, I don't know where you've been. Uh, 
but it gives you this this software is designed for Google Ads. This is not an online marketing platform. This is not an online thing that helps you with your TikTok and your Facebook and all of those other silly networks. This is the network that counts. <laughs> this is Google Ads and this is the tool, this is the software to get more done in Google Ads. Um it uh it, it gives you smart recommendations that improve your Google Ads performance. You can spend less time buried in performance data and more time doing meaningful meaningful work that drives conversions. There's that there's that word again, conversions. Conversions matter in Google Ads and um, Optio has the tools to help you improve the frequency of conversions that you're getting. It is very important and uh, I want you to get the most out of your Google Ads campaigns. If you're running 1,500 campaigns or just one campaign, this this tool scales with you and it is phenomenal. I've used it for a while. We've done some special episodes on the show to to to, to push it and uh, I think it's uh, great for you to check out if you'd like to try it. 60-day free trial for you to try it at opteo.com slash PSP. Let's talk about the metric of the day, the metric, uh, not the day, the metric of the week, because I only do this once a week. Metric of the week is conversions. Okay. Um, a lot of my clients and, and, and people I consult, consult with, you know, ask me, wait, wait, what is a conversion? You know, if you're new to Google ads, conversion can be, um, it's, it, it's a, it's a unique term that you don't really hear anywhere else. You know, so a conversion in Google Ads is a action that counts when someone interacts with your ad. So if you have one conversion, um, you would get that when a person interacts with your ad and then does something on your website. So a click is when they click on the ad, but when they interact with your ad and then take an action on your website, that is a conversion. So it's basically a an upgraded click. You know, it's, it's it, instead of just clicking, they click and do something, which is what you want. You don't want people just clicking on an ad because that's how you spend money on Google Ads. And if you just get a lot of clicks, you've gotten a lot of nothing. You want people to fill out a form, call a number, um, book an appointment, purchase directly on the site, add something to cart and check out. This is a conversion. Typically it narrows down to e-commerce, which is an online purchase or um, lead generation, which is, you know, a service, someone who's booking an appointment or, you know, filling out a contact form to get a quote or something like that. So a conversion is critical for you to know how many times a click is translating to a value for your company. And conversions happen through conversion tracking. And here's the thing. A click happens, and the tracking of a click happens automatically. You don't have to set up click tracking. That happens automatically. Google's gonna tell you how many clicks you get. But if you set up a new account, and you have no conversion tracking at all, Google's not going to start 
tracking conversions for you automatically. Conversions are something that you have to take action on. You have to start tracking conversions um, on purpose. It is an action defined by you. And some people that I work with, some companies, don't care about phone calls. If they get a phone call, that's not really important. What they want is the person who calls them and then goes back to the website and fills out a quote form. That's when they know they're serious. You know, I have a lot of e-commerce um, people that say, no, 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 I, I don't care about adding to cart. I don't care about time on site. What I care about is the purchase, which <laughs> that's where they make money. You know, so there's a lot of actions that can happen and you as a business owner um, decide when that action makes sense to track as a value. Because once you have that conversion action done and, and, and tracked in Google Ads, now the optimization starts. Really, you can't begin optimization in Google Ads, real optimization, deep, meaningful optimization until you have conversions. And I often see this done in the wrong way. Um, there can be a lot of... I, I don't know. I'll say, I mean, slimy. Slimy agencies, slimy managers out there that will set up very low conditions on a conversion. Um that does not constitute a value to the company. But what it does is it shows a lot of activity. It, it, it shows a ton of activity, uh, activity on an account. And, and this could be, this, this could be very detrimental because imagine, imagine you set up, um, someone who views a product page as a conversion. That's all it is. And it takes maybe one click for them to go from the home page to click on a certain product page, you know, and, and that's a one click. And maybe that happens 70% of the time. You are now inputting into the system that 70% of the clicks that are happening from Google ads are converting. That information just swamps the actual critical data of how many people are not only clicking on the product page, but then adding to cart and then purchasing. There's no way to filter that information. You know, um, if, you, if you have Google Ads set up a certain way, a conversion is a conversion is a conversion. And there is no way to distinguish and tell Google, no, this is important, but this, this conversion isn't. You know, if, if you have that data flowing in indiscriminately and it's just saying conversions are conversions and we're getting tons of them, Google's, you know, if you're using automated bidding, Google's going to just crank out traffic that points towards those positive conversion signals. And all that to say, it's because bad information goes in to the system and bad inf information will come out. If you're telling the AI bidding system, the algorithm that you're, that you might be using that a conversion is someone who stays on the page two minutes. That's the gold standard gold standard that Google is automating the, uh, automating the bidding for. And you could have glorious, wonderful conversion rates. I, I just, 
I just talked to someone a moment ago today that had a 90% conversion rate. Boy, does that look good on paper. I mean, they had phenomenal cost per conversion. It was just incredible. But it was junk. Junk traffic. Um, the numbers were made up and the people weren't real. <laughs> and that's, that's basically what was happening. Uh, absolutely uh, a waste. So I would say, you know, when it comes to conversions, if you really want to take your game up, conversions are the the not only the, the thing to make sure you start tracking, but you start tracking it right. You make sure that you're tracking when someone calls, that you're tracking that appropriately. They're staying on the phone a, a decent amount of time before it tracks as a conversion. There's a way to do that in Google Ads. If they're filling out a form, not just landing on the form page, but filling out the form. There's a way to make sure that's happening and not just going to the form page. If they're doing certain things on the site, you know, um, you know, if you have an e-commerce, there's ways to track, you know, if, the, if it's a long purchase thing, you know, or they, they fill out a, uh, they have to do a purchase order. You know, maybe you're a B2B e-commerce and you never actually sell anything on the site. What they do is they, they, they submit a purchase order or something like that. And then eventually they purchase it. There's ways to do that and set that up, but it is critical that you set that up properly and get that conversion working and you do that through proper conversion tracking hopefully that inspires some of you to make sure that uh you know you kind of head down that path start looking into it but that's um that's the metric of the week conversions conversion tracking um absolutely a part of the optimization process uh, a part of moving into phase two phase three of google ads uh, optimization maybe someday i'll uh I'll kind of talk about the optimization phase one, phase two, phase three, and on from there. Um, but I would definitely say that it's uh, it's certainly a phase two, phase three kind of process. Um, if you would like to be a part of this next section, which is the questions from listeners, you can go to paidsearchpodcast.com um, and uh, submit a question there. There's an email address you can send any. Uh, uh, a, a, a question to for now, I'm, uh, um, I'm, I'm doing it via email. I might have a form on the site eventually, but uh, if you do be sure, if you do send an email, be sure and mention where you're from. Uh, so I can, uh, I, I can, uh, make fun of your, your part of the world. Um, as, as, as I always should, um, because it's not Texas and I am a ignorant Texan who thinks that Texas is the only best and greatest place in the world so that's that's what i that's my story i'm going to take a question uh from fairlawn new jersey which i believe it's just a giant sheet of ice up there i don't think i don't think it ever gets warm i'm pretty sure i think it's just always cold not like texas which is always hot um hong from fairlawn new jersey says hi chris and jason yeah, oh, it's just Chris, but that's okay. I've been a listener since 2020. Wow. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, appreciate great insights from both of you and really, uh, especially the jokes during the show. I'm working for an agency and trying to figure out if I should split match type on campaign level. Let me, let me say that again. Okay. He's, 
He's working for an agency and trying to figure out if he should split the match type out by campaign level. Okay, so if you've been listening to the show for a while, you might know how I'm going to answer this. Um, but uh, still a good question. Thank you for the question. Here's the rest of it. I used to put a lower budget for the campaign that only included phrase match. However, as Google starts focusing on both relevance and ad rank when determining which keyword is selected, I think it might be more beneficial to group match types into one ad group or at least one campaign. Uh, let me know what you think. Thanks a lot. Okay, so it hung. It doesn't sound like you are... It doesn't sound like you're questioning whether this is a good idea or not, separating out by match type. Um, so I, I think I think what you're asking is, should you do it by campaign or should you do it by ad group? But, you know, I'm... I'm, I'm going to have to say, I don't think you should separate by match type ever. I do not think that campaigns or ad groups separated by match type is ever appropriate. I'm, there might be like a, a 1%, 2% situation out there. But it's really rare, so I'm not going to talk about the exception. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about the rule, and the rule is going to be applied for pretty much everyone. And the the rule for defining campaign is going to be based on, you know, uh, budget limiting factors because you may not want a certain service or product to spend too much, so you set up a new campaign in order to limit the spend on that, or maybe geographic reasons why you might want a new campaign. Um, you know, because you want to target this area or this area. You know, that's another reason for a campaign level. You need different ad groups because you need different ad copy. So tell me, why would um, exact match keywords need different ad copy than a phrase match keyword? And let's keep this simple. Let's say the keyword is exactly the same. So you're selling guitar equipment, okay? And you're selling, um, you know, uh, let's say uh, electric guitar, okay? Um, electric guitar with a, with an amp set. You know, it comes with an amp and electric guitar, okay? So you have a keyword that is um, um, uh, beginner electric guitar kit, let's say, or set. Right, and tell me why that keyword, if it's a phrase match and an exact match, why would you need different ad copy for those? The answer is you don't. They have the same intent. The only difference is the match type. Okay, so you might say, well, Chris, the difference is, um, you know, because of match type. I this this specific match type, um, the exact match. You know, I, I want to bid differently for that or I need to separate those so I can watch those different than the others and and I would I would say that again there's no value in that why why would you assume that 
exact match or phrase match, you know, are inherently more or less valuable. They're not. The, the difference is the precision of the target of the keyword. If it is exact match, beginner, guitar, electric guitar set, um, or combo or something like that, um, that's going to be inherently the same value of keyword, um, as a phrase match of that exact same keyword. There's no different, there's no reason to separate those by ad group. They don't need different ad copy. Um, the intent, the reasoning behind it, the value, the, the only thing that might be different between these is the risk. There's a little bit more risk to having it as a phrase match keyword than there is having it as an exact match because the phrase match could get some variations, different word order that, you know, allow for some words to come in between, uh, some little looser um, synonyms to match to different things. So there's a little more risk, but you don't split ad groups based on risk. You split ad groups based on type and value. You split ad groups because one ad group is focused on electric guitar and the other one's an acoustic guitar. That's a different type. And different value might be one ad group is a beginner guitar, uh, uh, let's say beginner electric guitar set. And then you have another ad group that is um, intermediate electric guitar set, right? There's different value there because a beginner guitar and an amp set might be cheaper, you know, cheaper package, a few hundred dollars. But an intermediate, if, if anyone ever searches that way, but I'm trying to, you know, scratch for an idea here, let's assume people are searching for an intermediate, which immediately has more value because it'd be a more expensive kit for someone to buy combo package. So a beginner might be worth 300, but an intermediate might be worth 900, you know, cause they're going to want a better quality guitar. Maybe you sell that kind of quality guitar. This is a difference of type and value. The type would be electric versus acoustic. The value might be beginner versus, um, uh, intermediate. Where in there is the difference between the match type? There isn't. There's not a difference. There's not a difference between match type because match type does not define type and value. Match type uh, defines risk. Match type defines the relevance, the matching, the close variant leniency of a keyword. Broad match has the highest leniency to close variant matching. Exact match has the least amount of close variant matching. That's really the only inherent difference. And and close variant matching is the core the core engine that differentiates the risk of keywords. Now I unpacked a lot there. I mean, there was a lot and hopefully, hopefully that makes sense. Um, But uh, that was, I mean, 
I I hope I hope that explains why that I think this is this is a completely misunderstood reason why people um, assume match types in some way you know define um, define value or type or or anything. It, it's just a match type. It's just a it's just a mechanic of a keyword. The match type is the mechanic of the keyword, and you don't break things out just based on the mechanics of a keyword. You break things out based on the type of keyword and the value of that keyword. Okay, so that is the question of the section, uh, question uh, question of the week. Uh, if you'd like to submit your question, paidsearchpodcast.com, you go there, you'll get information on how to submit your question. Uh, and uh, I appreciate it. And, and by the way, I mean, you can contact me. I had, I've had people reach out and tell me uh, on Twitter because I am, I do check Twitter now. You know, now, now that I'm kind of managing things myself, I, I prefer Twitter, Facebook. I don't even, I don't believe Facebook even exists anymore. I, I don't use it, so you won't be able to reach me there. But uh, Twitter is uh, something I do check, and also I, you know, I checked my my email. Um, that's uh, for the podcast there. And uh, I got some, some nice comments from people encouraging me on Twitter and, and email. And I appreciate, the, uh, I appreciate the feedback. Some people really liking the new direction of the show, giving me encouragement on uh, you know, how things, how things are, are working. They like the new format. Uh, looking forward to kind of how things are going. So I appreciate the feedback. Thank you so much. Um, I'm, I'm here and I'm here for good. Podcast is going strong. And uh, I hope that this is going to be even more informative for you guys. So, all right. So here we go. Let, um, let's now get into the topical topical discussion of the week, which is, if you're new here, this this is where I try to get into some of the meat and the grittier stuff of Google Ads, uh, so that uh, you can really, you know, learn um, and grow. So this this works for both beginners and advanced, uh, you know, people in Google Ads. So I really try and get you know kind of get gritty in here and get into some deeper, more fun topics. Uh, and before I do that, I want to remind you about Optio.com/psp. They are a wonderful online Google Ads optimization software that helps you get more done in Google Ads. You, I, I, I it is ubiquitous at this point. When someone mentions, hey, I listen to the podcast, that they're like, yeah, and I use Optio. It goes together like peanut butter and jelly because people that listen to this show want to get more done in Google Ads. Uh, they want to learn. They want to use tools and be more efficient. And listening to this podcast and using Optio go together very well because you will up your game by listening to me. I'll, I'll help you learn and educate yourself in this area. And then also, Optio will help you get more done in Google Ads. And you can take advantage of their free offer of eight weeks for free. An amazing offer at optio.com slash PSP. Use a little chat box down in the bottom of the screen to let them know you heard about it here, and they'll offer you that special offer. All right, so I hinted at this when I started the show, and this is something I, um, you know, I, 
I, I, I like to have a lot of theories and ideas, you know, and, and that's how I try and concrete in exactly how I manage and how I teach and train Google ads. Um, and so I try and come up with concrete ideas in order to convey messages about, you know, how Google ads works. Um, and one of the things that really stumps people is, you know, what do I do now? I mean, that's, that's a, that's a really big question. Um, they're like, I, you know, people are always so frustrated. Um, you know, what, what do I do now? Where am I at? They want to know, you know, the GPS of, of where they are in Google ads. Like, where am I at? You know, what's my current quality of my campaign and where do I go from here? How do I improve it? Um, and it's tough to explain and tough to kind of discuss that kind of stuff because everybody's in a different place. But I think I've come up with a, a roadmap that pretty much everyone can follow and you can, you can kind of figure out where you're at. Um, and it goes like this. It is a four phase roadmap in Google ads and every person will be in one of these four phases. Okay. Um, I'm going to go through each one of these and explain, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about the ups and downs and difficulties of something like this, because boy, it can be, it can be really frustrating to, to think you're in one phase and acting like you're one phase, but you're actually in another. Uh, so I want to get into that, but let's define the four phases of Google ads. Um, and, and talk about, you know, what they are and, uh, you know, what they look like. So phase one, phase one is, uh, wait, let me, let me say this. These phases are not time-based. You are not in phase one because you just started a Google ads account. I have seen plenty of accounts that seem to just leap and go straight into phase three after just like a, you know, a few days or a week or a month. Um, so this is not a time-based phase scale. Um, and I, and on, on the inverse, I have seen plenty of accounts. <laughs> I actually, I see, I see a lot, mainly these accounts that think they're in phase three or four and actually have never even started on phase one. <laughs> and, and I, I, I laugh because I mean, that's, I see the worst. I, sometimes I feel like a police officer. I feel like a cop of Google ads because I see the worst of the Google ad society, right? The people who are doing it right, don't call me, <laughs> right? Because the people who are doing it right already listen and understand and you know they get it. And other people just don't quite get it. They're just missing something. And so I see a lot of the worst of the campaigns out there. So I you know, get a little get a little cynical, you know, I'm just like, Oh my gosh, you know, the Google ads, nobody gets it, you know, but absolutely people get it. And it's always a joy to see campaigns that are just flourishing and, you know, just doing so well. Um, but I just wanted to completely divorce the idea that 
you're in phase one because you just started and you're in phase four because you've been doing it for five, 10, 15 years. Um, I, you know, I just did a, uh, a, a session with someone, uh, just last week, um, where they had been doing Google ads for a very long time. And I had to explain to them, you know, you have, you have not passed phase one yet. And they were blown at their, you know, like, I can't believe this. We've been doing this so long. It's been working, but imagine if we start with phase one, phase two, phase three, and get, you know, get, get to the proper places correctly. So, don't assume that you are in phase four, phase three yet. Um, so let's talk about it. Phase one. Phase one is quality of traffic. That's kind of a, a word a definition that I like to use. It's um, it's not really a, a term officially used by Google, but it's something that I think defines a lot of the internal issues of what's happening on an account. So quality of traffic is best defined as your money is being spent um, on relevant qualified visitors that if, if your website was a physical representation uh, of just someone walking into a store, every person walking into that store is pretty pretty interested, actually truly interested in what you're selling and not clueless about the fact that they're looking for, they're looking for an electric guitar and they walked in to a, um, a store that sells plumbing supplies. You know, they're actually interested in looking for what they're selling. So quality of traffic is basically quality of visitor, quality of intent, quality of, you know, what, uh, you know, people, people are looking to accomplish there. It's the most basic fundamental way of making sure you're not wasting money on Google ads. I mean, that's it. So the, um, the important thing to remember here is that quality of traffic is the most granular aspect of, 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 of Google ads management. You can't have quality of traffic and, you know, guess about, you know, what you're getting. You have to know the kind of traffic that you're getting. There's a lot of signals. I'm not going to go into the signals of how to de decide if you are in, you know, phase one, phase two, um, you know, cause that's, that'd be a big conversation. But the thing is, if, if you know where to look, if you, if you know where to look at things like search terms, time on site, bounce rate, um, I'm not, I'm not even talking about conversions here. This is phase one, literally just quality of traffic. Are these people actually interested are these people looking for competitors? That's not that's not quality of traffic. Unless you intend, if you're purposefully trying to get people that are looking for Joe's electric guitar shop and you are Jim's electric guitar shop, you're purposefully trying to get Joe's traffic. Okay, that's quality of traffic. But if you're not trying to do that and that's primarily what you're getting, you are not even in phase one. That's not phase one. If you are... If you're advertising and using, let's say, very high funnel keywords, like you you sell electric guitars, and the the keyword that you're using is just uh, music, 
you're, you're advertising for the word music. You just have literally you have the broad keyword music, um, and you're getting everything from like people looking up some pop star song of the day, or they're looking up how to how to learn to play violin. And maybe a few searches are like music store near me and electric guitars for sale. You know, stuff like that. Maybe there's a few. You do not have quality of traffic. You are targeting too high. You're targeting off the scale of 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 verified traffic. You know, you're you're wasting money and you're you do you don't know what the kind of traffic you're is that you're getting. Unless unless you are purposefully doing that. Unless you know that is your top of funnel unqualified, um, you know, kind of traffic, uh, you know, that in, in, in your bidding appropriately and you, you have a page and you have a strategy for that. If, if that is what you're doing and you're doing it on purpose, then the quality of traffic that you want is represented by that. Then, okay, great. You're in phase one. So the whole picture here for phase one is, you should be getting what you think, what you should be getting what you intend to get. The quality of traffic should be your intended traffic. And and here's the thing: all of this implies that you have have defined what it is that you want from Google Ads. If you have not defined that, my strategy is to get super high funnel people who are interested in music, and then try and sell them a basic beginner guitar kit. Um, if that is your strategy, then, and you've defined that and you're getting that traffic, um, then great. But I mean, you should have defined what it is you're looking for. Where am I targeting? Who are my people that I want to get? And, uh, you know, I built a campaign to accomplish that. So that's quality of traffic. That is phase one. That may surprise you that I did not say the word conversions during that whole time. I am now moving into phase two. The next phase is get conversions. So now people are in your store and they're looking at guitars and they know that they're in a guitar store and they're looking around and you can now try and sell them guitars. Now you're in phase two. You need to get conversions, get sales, get actions, get something that makes sense um, for your business. If that's a contact form, if that's a purchase, if that's, you know, whatever that is, get that conversion and get more of them. This is phase two because getting quality of traffic does not always imply that you're going to get conversions. If you, most of the time, if you, if you get really good quality of traffic, you'll automatically start to roll into phase two of getting conversions. And, you know, that, that seems like a very natural kind of thing. So I would say, you know, anyone who's, who successfully navigates to phase one naturally goes into phase two. Getting conversions mean you start to, um, question the page that you're sending people to. Question the level of the funnel that you're getting quality of traffic from. Maybe you realize, oh my goodness, 70% of my budget is going to this high funnel, unqualified kind of traffic. 50% of my budget is going to, um, you know, uh, competitors. Um, 10% of my budget is going to, uh, you know, this other thing. I know I, I didn't, perp- 
I wasn't trying to, I know that does not add to a hundred percent. That wasn't necessarily the same conversation of the same person. <laughs> I, I realized that those numbers don't add up, but I, I was just talking about the fact that some people might, might realize that how little of their budget is going to the proper, um, the proper area. Okay. So you, 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 you start to get conversions. Um, you start moving towards getting more of those conversions. Okay. That's phase two. Phase three now is you start seeing these conversions and you realize that there are certain aspects, certain areas of Google ads that provide more and other areas that provide less. Certain keywords, certain levels of the funnel, um, certain uh, device types, locations, time of day. Now, we are moving into phase three, which is improving return on ad spend or improving cost per conversion. It depends on, you know, what kind of business you're in, lead generation, you know, e-commerce, whatever. But now you're moving into phase three. You're improving return on ad spend or improving your cost per acquisition, cost per conversion, cost per sale. So phase three is taking that conversion data that you're getting. You're now getting some and you're starting to eliminate. You're starting to cut the fat off of your Google ads and improving what you're getting. It uh, It's going to lead to better and better margins from Google ads because now when you spend $500, you could get five conversions instead of just two. You start to improve your return on ad spend. You get better cost per conversion for this because you, you're now taking that conversion data and taking action on it. This is really some of the big, you know deeper parts of optimization. This is truly getting into Google Ads optimization because phase one is not optimizing. Phase one is deciding who you want and making sure those people are getting there. Phase two is, oh, the right people are starting to get here and now I'm starting to see some data and um, you know, I'm starting to get conversions. Those people are starting to convert. Great, phase two there. Phase three now is improving return on ad spend. You start to optimize. You start to get more of your Google Ads account um, performing, providing uh, return for you. This is really the, the digging in and the optimization. I mean, this is the this is the part that could last, you know, for years and years and years and years. You know, long, very long time. Um, you know, and this is this is really the you know the the part that lasts forever. There is not necessarily you know some people may stay into phase three in trying to hit that cost per conversion dream number for a long time. Um, they may never get there, but you know, they may settle on the fact, ah, I wanted $50 cost per conversion, but all I can really get is, you know, 150, but we're going to make it work. It's, it's good. It's, it's a, it's a great lead generation for our company. And that, you know, that's what we're going to stick with. So some people always stay in that. Some people get to the point where they actually reach an ideal 
cost per acquisition, cost per lead, and move into, um, I would say, probably one of the more difficult phases of all. And that's phase four. That's scaling. That is taking the success that you've done and somehow finding, you know, you cut all this fat off and you've slimmed this up and made this a very tight focused campaign. It's doing well for you. It's providing. Now, how do you grow that? Now, how do you improve that? How do you get it further? That is phase four. And a lot of people don't ever get there. And a lot of people get there and absolutely crumble and, 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 and go too far, step over the line and, and, and start driving, you know, just junk traffic. Cause oh, I know, I know how to scale this. I'm going to add a bunch of broad keywords. Well, crap. Now, now you're back at phase one. Now, now your quality of traffic is, um, compromised, you know? So this is, you know, so where you are in this phase one, two, three, four, um, is very important because the decisions that you make um, are going to be uh, influenced. And if, if people that think they're in phase three make decisions like I need to, I need to pick what's the what's the better bidding method? Should I use manual? Should I use automated bids? Should I use max clicks? And meanwhile, I'm like, you're not even in phase. You're not even done with phase one yet. Why are you talking about bidding? Whenever you haven't even figured out how to get the right kind of traffic quality yet, you haven't figured out what level of funnel you're pointing at, and and and, and you're just kind of bleh, just your your ads are just kind of all over. Uh, this is very common. So you know if you find yourself struggling, where am I at? How how where am I in this whole decision making process? What's the next step? You know, first figure out. You know, have I conquered step one? Okay, uh, phase one. Have I conquered phase two? Have I conquered phase three? And again, for those taking notes, phase one is quality of traffic. Phase two, get conversions. Phase three, improve return on ad spend. And phase four, scale it, grow it. That is the four phases. And um, hopefully this podcast has been a return on investment of your time. If it has, you know what? It would be great if you could leave a review on this, on whatever platform you are uh, listening. Leave a review. Um, I may go back to, uh, to you know some reading, reading some reviews at the top of the show, um, but I need some fresh reviews. I need some reviews that, uh, that say, Chris, because I'm the only voice on here now. So, you know, I, I need, I, so Chris is the greatest. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what I need to hear. You know, I don't hear it at home enough. I need to hear it from my peers. You know, I need, I need confirmation. Do you love me? If you love me, leave me five stars. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, my name is Chris Schaefer, and I hope this has been a good investment of your 50 minutes of time that you put into this. Um, if you'd like to uh, spend more time with me, you can certainly do that. ChrisSchaefer.com. I'm available for uh, consulting, uh, management, I mean, anything Google Ads. I've been here since almost the beginning, and uh, I've pr- pretty, much, pretty much seen it all. Happy to help out if you would have me um, help out. Um, 
I appreciate you guys. I will be back next week. Thank you so much for being part of this growing community of Google Ads professionals. Catch you next time.